In today's show, we're talking Memphis Grizzlies from a fantasy perspective. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Today's show, we're looking at the Grizzlies from a fantasy perspective. There's been a lot happening today. We've done a season preview on the Grizzlies with a Locked On Grizzlies host from a local perspective. We've done one for the Pelicans from a local perspective. We've done a points league mock draft. So go on the channel and check that out, whether that's your audio feed or the YouTube channel. Go and check out the points league mock draft as well. And then later on, we're going to have a Pelicans fantasy basketball preview as well. So there's five shows coming today. Make sure you're checking them all out. Let's talk about this Grizzlies team, though. A very interesting squad. And let's look at how it all plays out from a fantasy perspective. And let's start with their schedule. 49 quality games, which is um, below average. 51 is the average number. So that makes some of those later guys a little bit less valuable in terms of your streaming ability. You're not going to have as many opportunities to use them. The 14 back-to-backs is above average. It's not too bad. Back-to-backs, again, it's only really a concern for guys who are entering the season injured, and you're going to sit those out. But the the number ranges from 15 to 12 across the NBA. It's not a wide, wide gap. So it's not a huge determining factor. If you care about this, the the playoff schedule, it's bad for the Grizzlies. Nine games in a default Yahoo playoff schedule. A 3-3-3 schedule is pretty bad. The most a team has is 12. So that's three games fewer across that time frame. Now, I pay zero attention to playoff schedule when I'm drafting, but some of you will treat it like gospel. I think... Probably somewhere in the middle, or maybe closer to my end, is, is the right spot to be. But nine games is bad. Now, in my default playoff schedule, which ends on uh, March the 20th, they do have 10 games. It's a 4-3-3 schedule. So it's a little bit different. And it is really showing how important it is for you to know your settings, know your league, and making those determinations based on what happens in your league versus what happens in a standard format or what someone's telling you on the internet or in a Reddit forum or on Twitter or on another podcast or another YouTube video. Understand what your league is. Understand where your playoff schedule is before you just blindly take into, well, Grizzlies have a bad playoff schedule because they may or they may not depending on when your season does decide to end. That is uh, it is extra important to know that information. Let's look at some pressure points now for this Grizzlies team. Ja Morant. Really, we'll talk about him later. Very overrated for fantasy. But he can improve the shooting. We saw him be a better shooter as a rookie from the free throw line and from the field. And if those things get back to rookie levels or go above that, then his projection might be significantly better than where I have him at the moment. I don't know that he can do that. I think that he can have some level of improvement, but can he turn into a good shooter? Or if he remains a bad shooter like last season, then he's going to get overdrafted in almost every league. And that's a real pressure point on this team. Jaron Jackson's foul raiders as well. I would love Jaron Jackson to play 33 minutes a night. He is the number two guy on this team, the, the key to them being successful behind Morant. 
But if he can't stay out of foul trouble and he plays 29 minutes a game, that really impacts what he can do. If he plays 33, don't be surprised to see him as a top 30 player. The likelihood of him doing it is low, but if he can figure that out, he's a top 30 player. But if he gets into foul trouble and plays 28 a night, and with maybe a risk of injury, then you're in real strife with Jaron Jackson. So his foul rate, him staying healthy, are two pretty key factors for his projection and the rest of this team. Because if he's out, it bumps up Tillman, it bumps up Clark. You get more value from a Kyle Anderson, from Dylan Brooks as well, as they become bigger offensive options. And Anderson gets to play more at the four, which is his best position. The last thing here as, as a pressure point is D'Anthony Melton and his role. Now, earlier today, Sean was adamant that he's going to play 25 a night. I love D'Anthony Melton. I love the wave pool. You're all well aware of that. Is there anyone who likes D'Anthony Melton more than me, who thinks he's more impactful, that shits on Taylor Jenkins' decisions more than I do? Maybe Sean does. I don't know. But even that, I think 25 is too high. I would love it. If I was coaching, if I was the GM, I'd be making Zach do it. Not Zach, uh, Taylor. Zach Kleiman's the GM. I'd say, Taylor, my guy. Minutes. D'Anthony Melton. Let's go. Give him the playing time. If he plays 25 a night, the, the top 100's history. Like, it's it's blown to pieces. Smithereens, in fact. But I don't know that he's going to get there. I don't know that he's going to play those minutes. There is still Brooks and Bain and Tyus Jones, Kyle Anderson. Maybe they fire Zaire Williams in there. I would think not, but maybe they do. So his role is key. A great last-round pick, for sure. But it might not work out, because he just might not play enough to get that level of impact that, uh, that we hope that he can get. Unfortunately, it, uh, it's been limited and it's been frustrating for him for a while. If you are sweating, waiting for Taylor Jenkins to make that call to put Melton into a larger role, maybe you need sweat block because excessive sweating is something that we, just, we don't like. We don't like being in a social situation, in a professional environment, and you're dealing with huge pit stains, wet patches under your arm. That's gross. Nobody wants to look at that. And you can't help it. It's a medical condition. Sweat block is the doctor-created and doctor-recommended product that helps alleviate that issue. They also have the dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Simple as that. Sweat block wipes. Put them on before you go to bed, wipe under your arm, wake up the next morning, have a shower, get dressed, off to work, off to school, and you're covered. You might have seen this on the Rachel Ray show as well. They did a big test through on firefighters, and it worked fantastically. And you can now save 20% by going to sweatblock.com and using our promo code locked on. You can also buy it at Amazon. You can also buy it at CVS, but why, why wouldn't you? Why would you want to pay more money? You don't. 20% off, sweatblock.com. Use our promo code locked on to save that 20%. DFS can be hard at times. You go up against thousands of lineups, against experts with more tools, more time, more money. 85% of people lose at DFS. Well, we have the answer for you, and that is Stat Hero. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup, so you know what you're up against, and then you can build your lineup to beat their lineup. Easy. The house and you, one-on-one, head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero shows you that lineup ahead of time so you know how to build your lineup against them. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, they get three times back on your first play. That's right. They're giving you a 300% match. Absolutely unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Let's go back and look at some breakout candidates in Memphis. I'm going to go with the cashier, Xavier Tillman. As we spoke about with Sean earlier today, I think Tillman has gone ahead of Brandon Clark. I would love to see them give an opportunity for Tillman to start ahead of Stephen Adams, and I think it could come at some point this season. 
It might not. But if anyone's going to break out out of that group of him and um, and Clark and Adams, I guess, I think Tillman's got a real opportunity. I'd love to see a Tillman-Jackson pairing work together. I think they're a similar age, to be honest. Tillman is 22 and Jackson is 22. Yeah, the same age. See if they can grow together into a starting combination. I wouldn't necessarily be drafting Tillman in a lot of spots, but you know, like a 14-team league, I don't mind it. 16-team, I don't mind it. There is real upside in him. And the other one is Desmond Bain. Now, I think that Dylan Brooks still starts, but I would make the argument that Melton next to Morant makes sense and Bain makes more sense than Brooks at times because I would want Morant and Jackson taking more shots, not Dylan Brooks jacking up everything. Dylan Brooks defensively, pretty good, really good. The problem is him on the other end of the court. It is a bit of a stretch to think that Bain is going to get a large enough role. And I'm not sure his overall upside is particularly huge, but he's got a chance. If he can develop into an absolutely lights-out shooter who can show a little bit of ball handling, maybe he does get that 25 minutes that Sean thinks that Melton might be uh, in line for. There are names to watch outside of Melton, of course, who I didn't want to just you know completely show this as a D'Anthony Melton love fest, as, uh, as you guys know that I probably would like to. Let's talk, fa- talk fantasy sleepers now. Jaron Jackson's listed on ESPN as the 91st ranked player. He's at 54 on Yahoo, reasonable. 58 on Fantrax, reasonable. 91 on ESPN with an ADP of 99. ESPN drafters, fuck are you doing? Uh, Jaron Jackson, I think, look, if he plays 33 a night, he'll be a top 40 guy. He could average 20 points with two blocks this year. Hit two threes, maybe get seven rebounds. 91 is ridiculous. If you're getting Jaron Jackson, and in most competitive drafts, you'll probably see him in the fifth round, maybe back end of the fourth round. But 91 is is pretty crazy. Now, you might think that I hate Dylan Brooks. I don't hate him at all. I just I, Some of his stuff about his game annoys me. His rank on ES, ESPN is 122, which, if you are in a points league, I think is totally fine. On fan tracks, it's 142. That's fine for points and categories. Yahoo's got him at 164. That's a big steal in a points league. And in the category league, as much as I don't like Brooks's game all the time, I think that is good value because that's basically out of 12-team league discussions. Brooks, he was 145th last year. He got lots of shots. He got 30 minutes. Maybe that drops off. Maybe it doesn't. But I think there is still value in looking at him there. I think Bain also needs to be discussed because he's unranked on ESPN. He doesn't have an ADP on Fantrax. He's at 284 on Yahoo. And while we might not think that he's going to be a 12-team league guy, in the 16-team leagues, yeah. 14s, no worries. He can hit two, two and a half threes, 12 to 14 points. Good free throw percentage, maybe a couple of assists, three assists per game. 284 is a ludicrous number because that's basically, that's out of 20-team league discussions. That's insanity. And then, of course, the wave pool. D'Anthony Melton's at 189 on Yahoo. He's at 184 on ESPN, and he's at a insane 288 on um, Fantrax. Actually, that Fantrax number's come in. I, I prepared this graphic yesterday. It's into 186. So people are starting to figure it out. Um, but he's still a, a bargain. If you want to take him, again, if he gets 25 minutes, he blows it out. You take him in the last pick. No problem with that whatsoever. Again, probably a better category league guy than he is a points league player. I'd probably leave him out of 12-team and 14-team leagues for points. But for category leagues, I would be more than happy to go with D'Anthony Melton. So I think there is a, a decent chunk of value there available for him in that uh, in that area of the draft. Now, remember, when we're talking fantasy busts, this isn't to say that we don't think the player's good. But I can come out here and say 100% with my chest that Ja Morant at number 41 
on Yahoo and on Fantrax is probably a little bit too high. I think that's a bit of a bust. He's at 52 on ESPN. I think that's probably too high. Ja Morant played 33 minutes a game last year. He ranked 112th in category leagues. I expect an improvement. I think that top 70 for him is fine. But at 41, what on earth are we doing? Now, the flip side to this is, Ja Morant was 58th in points leagues last year. He could be a top 30 points league guy this season. So again, the site that you're drafting, the type of league you're in, dictates this wildly. Morant might be actually a steal at 41 if he ends up top 30 in a points league, but he could be a disaster in a category league if you pick him at 41. So if, uh, majority of this is catered towards looking at it from a category league perspective. But again, 41 for Ja Morant in a points league is totally fine. Absolutely no worries at all. You saw me pick him in the mock draft I did in the points league earlier today. But in a category league, there's no way I'm taking him at 41. 60, 58, sure. 65, no worries. 41, no chance. And then I don't know what we're doing with Stephen Adams. I don't care what your format is. I'm not taking Stephen Adams at 102. And on fan, it's on Yahoo. And on Fantrax, he's at 112. Like Adams last year was 138th in points leagues at 28 minutes a night. Don't think he plays 28 minutes a night this year. In category leagues, he was 185th. I think that the top 200 is probably... It's more, it's more likely that he's outside the top 200 this season, Adams, than he is going at 102. There's no reason to pick Stephen Adams at number 102. That's just... I love Stephen Adams. Absolute ripper bloke. He has lost a step, and his fantasy game has never been particularly good. And again, with Clark, with Tillman, with Jackson playing center, he's and the Grizzlies aren't invested in Steve Adams. I don't think they're looking at him as a 30-minute-a-night player. And he'd need to play 30-plus to get even close to that 102. That is a ludicrous ranking. Absolute nonsense that has no business being adhered to. But if you're looking to adhere yourself to something, and that is a horrible segue, but hey, when I talk about Rock Auto, I get too excited. Because if you're looking for parts for your car, why would you go to a local chain auto parts store, or worse, a car dealership, to get these parts where they're going to charge you too much and you have to deal with intimidating questioning and line up and mix with people? What do we want to do that for? You can save money with Rock Auto, who is an online family business who have been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. 30, 50, 70, 100% you might be saving on these prices. It is ridiculous. You don't need to pay that extra amount by going to these places. Rock Auto has you covered. So, Find your car, make or model at rockauto.com, browse their extensive catalog, put the things that you need in your car, and then when you're ready to check out in their How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's look at some deep league flyers or a last pick in a standard league scenario. There's quite a few here. I think Desmond Bain, we've talked about already, more of a deeper league guy. Um, Xavier Tillman, I don't mind him as a last last round 12-team leaguer. Again, that just hopes that he pushes in ahead of Steven Adams. You could say the same thing for Brandon Clark as well. Maybe he gets minutes next to Jaron Jackson and they work that pairing ahead of Adams. And Clark is a guy that if he played big minutes, he is really good at fantasy. He started to get some defensive stats coming in last year. The efficiency, if that bounces back to rookie level and he did deal with a groin injury last season, if his efficiency comes back, then he can be a really valuable fantasy guy. They, you know, Tillman and Clark are last round sort of pick guys. Bain is more of a streamer or a, a deeper league guy. And then there's, of course, D'Anthony Melton, who is available in the last round of lots of drafts. And I highly recommend, 
at least having him in that group of guys that you take a flyer on with that last pick, if he starts out playing 18 minutes a night, then you move on, right? But if he comes in and he does play 25 a night, then you are absolutely sweet. You have just killed your draft and you are doing really, really well in that sort of situation. And let's look through the rest of these players. Kyle Anderson, just absolutely rock solid. He, he's steady. Last year, Anderson was the 79th ranked player, and he played only 27 minutes a night. Now, to be fair to him, a lot of his value, or to, you know, to understand where the value comes from, he was much better playing at power forward, and he's going to get fewer opportunities to do that this season. But he could play more than those 27 minutes a night. His ADP is 90 or 94 on Fantrax, ranked 96 on um, Yahoo, and 83 on ESPN. I think that's just absolutely the right spot for him in category leagues, like in that eighth or ninth round. And even in points leagues, he's probably just marginally back from there. But he's totally fine in that area. So I, I, I like that. Tyus Jones, I think he's going to be like the 10th guy in the rotation. And you know, you're going to have players like Melton probably handling the ball a little bit over him. I, I'm not overly excited about what he can bring. I don't think there's any sort of big push coming from Tyus Jones. Johnny Concha, he is a fantasy guy. right? When he plays, he does put up pretty good numbers. The problem is, it's just not the minutes there for him. At the moment, he's probably the 11th man. He probably push, moves to the 12th man at some point when Zaire Williams is ready. And I just don't think there's a huge amount of upside in Concha. Santi Aldama, I, I don't really see us, I don't really see him playing at all. Um, they did just get Chris Dunn as well in a trade um, uh, from for Boston for Juancho Hernan Gomez. There's not enough minutes there for Dunn to have an impact. Zaire Williams, top 10 pick. I think we see him play for the um, Memphis Hustle this season more than anything. So I, I don't think that he, I, I don't particularly like him as a player at this point in his career. And I don't have huge hopes for him long-term. And I don't think we're going to see much of him, but you're watching his stats for the hustle is going to be interesting. I would only consider him in a dynasty league and nowhere near number 10 where he was drafted. You're much later than that, like 2025 in a dynasty rookie rank scenario. There's Killian Tilly, who does have an ability to shoot, but there's just not enough minutes there. And then Jarrett Culver, who they did get from the Timberwolves in the Patrick Beverly deal. I don't think Beverly, uh, sorry, I don't think Culver is an NBA rotation level player at this point. The shooting is so far off. He's not going to get huge opportunities. He's going to be spending a lot of the, that time with the hustle as well. Maybe he can step up, but he does have to, again, move ahead of Jones, Melton, Bain, Brooks to really have an impact. He's a long way from that. They're not really guys that we're paying huge amounts of attention to for fantasy. So if when we look at these guys and look at their value, I think we look at uh, Jar and Jaron Jackson, probably take Jaron ahead of Jar in round five. Uh, Jar's like a round five to round six guy. Be careful of that ADP. Points league swip, flips things over, where Jar is a significantly better player than Jaron Jackson in a points league. Kyle Anderson's in that 80 to 100 sort of range. Dylan Brooks is your round 11, round 12, 130, 120 to 140, a little bit higher in points leagues than category leagues. And then you've got Melton's and Baines and Clarks and Tillman's, who are all a last pick sort of a player. Melton with the highest upside out of that group, um, uh, with a guy like Bain and uh, having a little bit more value in a points league format. And then uh, you've got Tillman uh, in that mix as well, who I already mentioned. Stephen Adams, to me, only leaving him for deep leagues. I want no in- I've got no interest in Stephen Adams in standard leagues whatsoever. Maybe he proves me wrong, but I'd be happy to miss out on Stephen Adams in a draft. And then Jones, Concha, Aldalma, Dunn. Uh, Williams, Tilly, Culver, and they've also got, they've got to cut a bunch of guys as well. They've got Carson Edwards, Sam Merrill, Daniel Aturu, all came across in trades, and there's no roster spots for them. I think they're going to have to be moved on from uh, at some point uh, coming up this season because they honestly just don't have the, uh, they don't have the roster spots, don't have the roster spots for it, but that will do it for us today. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, On YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. 
Tell me what you think in the comments, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.